What's up, guys? Welcome to the Win Daily Sports Podcast. You're listening here to your host, Andrew Erickson. You can find me on Twitter, at Andrew Erickson underscore. And I'm joined by my friend, Javi, who has got his bags packed for Puerto <laughs> Rico, I presume. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say I haven't packed yet, but I do have a, a red-eye flight tomorrow. I got to I gotta get going on that. Huh? got to get in <laughs> vacation mode. So. Oh, man, I'm so happy for you guys, um, everyone else that's heading down to Puerto Rico um, for the final, um, Javi, I guess if you just want to share a little bit of information of kind of, you know, if someone's not really sure what it, what kind of is happening, just kind of a, a, uh, a little tidbit into what you're looking forward to this weekend. Yeah. So, uh, this is the second live final event I've ever been to. Uh, I went to my first earlier this year. Um, honestly, I had no idea about these until I started reading up on them and seeing the qualifiers. So, so really what it comes down to is, uh, it's a live final for uh, FanDuel, um, DFS for NFL. And really how it works is there's 80 entries. I have five of the 80 entries, which I like my odds. And um, it's the best of the best. You know, I don't consider myself a shark in these days. I mean, I consider myself, you know, one of the pros, one of the up-and-comers, I guess you can say. Uh, but, you know, I just keep to myself. And these guys, they don't work. Some of these people don't work. They just do this for a living. So I'm um, going against these guys. It's not going to be easy, but uh, I like my chances of Win Daily taking it home. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I love to hear that. And we'll look, we'll get a, an early look at this slate coming up for Week 15. Obviously, you guys are going to be doing, you know, maybe – you know, obviously following your same process, but again, you know, you want to have a really good feel about this slate. And and the way that these things are shaking up, um, we're definitely going to probably find some value in this slate just due to all the injuries um, in week 14. Um, and I guess we'll start off, you know, this one isn't on the main slate, but um, so Lamar Jackson just in general. Um, so this would obviously be for a little bit of the specific to, specific to the Thursday night game. Um, so Lamar Jackson's dealing with a it looks like a quad injury. Um, the practice report saying that he's been he's been more mobile today than he was yesterday. Um, so I guess in your estimate, would this be a potential area where hey, you know, if I'm doing a showdown slate on DraftKings or on FanDuel, you know, could I potentially fade away from Lamar Jackson, you know, on a short week um, against the you know the best run defense in the NFL um, with the New York Jets? Um, just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, so uh, with this live final, by the way, we also have um, a, a contest for single game championship, which is going to be the Thursday night game. So, oh, cool. I, I, yeah, I'm into this. And plus, season long, I'm in four semifinals. So uh, this is important, considering I have Lamar in two of them. So Lamar Jackson, uh, you, you can't fade him. He's going against the Jets. Uh, their pass defense is suspect. Their run defense is actually you know top five in the league. So for me... I mean, I know it's his lowest rush total that we've seen yet and whatnot, but I, I can't fade him. He's he's the best quarterback right now uh, in my eyes, and I think uh, we, we got to lock him in. So even with the injury, obviously if he sits, we're going to fade him. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel like uh, we shouldn't be worried about um, about this injury unless you know they tell us to be worried about it. I don't think it'll limit him. Yeah, it stinks that it's a short game slate, uh, you know, short rest for him. Um, but I think you got you got to lock in Lamar Jackson. So 
Yeah, no, I uh, I definitely, I actually, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fade Lamar Jackson a couple spots. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm probably in like some single entry just so I can get a you know significant edge on the field. Um, uh-huh. But one thing I noticed is, so they're playing the Jets, so that'll be Greg Williams as the defensive coordinator for the Jets. I um, mean, he's faced Lamar Jackson before. He actually faced him last year um, as a member of the Browns defensive coordinator. Um, so maybe he has a little bit more familiarity with um the uh, the running style of Lamar Jackson. I mean, I was right when I told people to fade Patrick Mahomes when he got hurt on, on Thursday night that one time. So, I don't know. <laughs> My streak is pretty good on fading the best oh. quarterbacks on, on Thursday night football. Oh, no, man. I can't I can't fade him. And he's going to be my captain in the in the showdown slate. Um, you know, that one's got 250 entries because the plus ones can all play in that for in Puerto Rico. But uh, I'm going to have him as my, as my cat, uh, my main play, my captain. So. Cool, cool. I can't do it. I can't fade him. <laughs> I can't do it. Awesome. But all right, so we'll move into the main slate. So I talked about, about a guy that has, you know, not a lot of people have been on, uh, Ryan Tannehill. Um, he's basically been Lamar Jackson 2.0, essentially, you know, the number two quarterback behind Lamar since becoming the starter in Tennessee. Um, he's the fifth highest price quarterback on DraftKings but he's the 12th most expensive quarterback on FanDuel. And he's got the Houston Texans at home. Javi, this seems like a pretty smash spot for Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, yeah. Um, true lock of all people shredded this Houston defense. Uh, I think Ryan Tannehill's going to do the same thing, and he's on fire. Um, as of right now, I did some mock lineups for my five entries for Puerto Rico. And Ryan Tannehill, I have him and A.J. Brown in one of them. I hope uh, none of the competitors are listening to, the, to this podcast, but I, I do have it. Uh, I, I'm buying. Uh, I'm not selling on this. I, I'm definitely going to have uh, at least one Tannehill share. I, I just think it's going to be a shootout game. Um, so, I, you know, I, I have a Watson one. I have a Tannehill one, and I think I, that's what I'm going to go with. I, I believe in him. Yeah, no, I do think that this game does have a potential to shoot out. You know, they're two div- – it's weird that the way the schedule's set up that, that the Titans and Texans haven't played each other yet despite being in the same division. So they play week 15 and they play again week 17. So kind of a weird setup. But a lot of times we see, you know, the first divisional games is when really the more points are scored. And then it's in the second game where the teams have, have kind of – gotten a chance to see each other a little bit more and then we see you know more of those games hit the unders so i like that call as well so the next guy we want to talk about uh so cmc christian mccafferty so he actually saw last week his fewest rushing attempts 11 um under the new coaching staff um and he did end up getting getting a lot of his production from garbage time um is cmc still a guy that you need to try to squeeze into gpps at this point like are we still sure that this Carolina offense can really have him reach that peak ceiling? Um, or is he just really more of a guy, hey, you play him in cash and you kind of move on? Yeah, I I see him in cash. I see him in GPP. He's still going to be uh, uh, the first guy I click in most of my lineups this weekend. You know, again, I have the five entries, and I think um, I'm going to have CMC in three of the five. I think he's a lock. Yeah, Um I, I think he's he's viable in both, but I don't know. You can't fade him. He's the best running back in the league, in my opinion. It's the same thing with Lamar Jackson. We've come to a point where, yeah, we can be cute and fade him in GPPs and go maybe Derrick Henry, but that's another monster in itself. You know, he has a hamstring issue. So who are we going to fade CMC for? I mean, maybe a more balanced approach. I don't know. What what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think that he. I, it's just the touchdown equity thing with him. 
is he definitely gets a lot of touches in the red zone. But again, the Carolina Panthers offense, like I'm just not so sure how good they are as like a whole. Um, and you're seeing, you know, I mean, it's noticeable that, you know, he saw his least amount of rushing attempts, you know, in the one game that they're under a new coaching staff. Obviously, he ended up getting 12 targets, but a lot of that was kind of in, you know, a garbage time in, in the fourth quarter. So for me, I think I think he's still locking cash games, but I think that at 10K, you know, specific, specifically on DraftKings, um, and he's the most expensive running back in FanDuel, that he, I don't know, it's a lot of salary when you could look at guys like, you know, for example, like, a Saquon Barkley, um, who's playing the Miami Dolphins. Um, I mean, how much better is the the Carolina Pan- is Kyle Allen so much better than you know like an Eli Manning? You know, he probably is. But I mean, Saquon Barkley's playing the Dolphins. Um, if he was ever going to hit, it would be against Miami. So I get, and he's you know significantly cheaper um, than Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, Chris Carson's the. <laughs> the rural running back that I'm leaning towards, uh, it's just Saquon doesn't look right. Uh, he doesn't look – I think he's still hurt. He hasn't done much this year. I mean, our our fearless leader, Jay, has said time and time again that Saquon's going to blow up one game, and this could be the game. But I don't know. I'm still going to lock in McCaffrey. Um, I think it's the safest play. And, you know, I want to be on it when – if he's low-owned, I want to be in on it even more. So, I don't know. It, it's it's tough. It's early in the week. It's a toss-up. But give me all the Christian McCaffrey right now. Uh, all right. But we can agree on one thing, though, is that Chris Carson um, is definitely in a absolute smash spot. Um, he's playing against the Carolina Panthers. So, in the same game, um, you have the – he's going up his Carolina defense that has just been, you know – terrible against running backs every running back seems like they just put up monster numbers i mean tevin coleman of all people who's basically turned to dust over the last couple weeks um had his his three touchdown you huge blow up game against the carolina panthers and you know the one thing that was holding chris carson back was rashad penny and rashad penny is a acl injury he's out um this team is you know consistently came out you know brian schottenheimer has been like we're good we want to run the ball like we don't care that we have this great quarterback and Russell Wilson we're just gonna run the ball and Chris Carson like is probably gonna see like 30 touches in this game yeah yeah no I'm I'm all in on it Carolina cannot defend the run I mean Devontae Freeman who's done nothing all year he, he ran all over them um you know you, you mentioned Tevin Coleman he's another one that hasn't done anything all uh for the most part since that game so uh Carolina can't stop the run plain and simple uh, oh another one let's not forget Darius Geis who had, on 10 carries had over 100 yards rushing against Carolina. It's it's a smash spot. Give me Carson in every single one of my lineups, except one, just to hedge it. So. Yep. <laughs> Always got to be uh, hedging as much as you as you can. Um, yeah. And then, you know, as we leave off running backs here, so is there another running back that you are, so, you know, either, you know, away from Chris Carson, another running back that you have got your eye on, whether it's a, a pay down guy, like a, like a Boston Scott who we saw, you know, flashes of on, on Monday night football, or is there another running back, maybe, you know, like a Todd Gurley or something like that. Someone else has gotten your eye. I mean, from the high end, it's McCaffrey and Henry. I'm a little worried about Henry's hamstring injury. Um, in the mid tier, it's Chris Carson. Um, and then really, if you go cheaper, I mean, I'm not going to take Boston Scott. I'll let other people take them if they want them. Uh, I, I really just lean probably going Miles Sanders against Washington, even though 
Washington's run defense has been a little bit better. Um, a, a sneaky guy that I do like is Ronald Jones. I know he got benched recently because he missed a blitz, but he's going against Detroit. You know, Detroit can't defend the run either, and he's only fifty eight hundred on Fanduel. So uh, I think if, if we're going cheap, I like Ronald Jones, and I think the second guy would be, and, and grosses me out to say this, but is Patrick Laird against the Giants. <laughs> Patrick Laird. Hey, yeah. man, he got like – I mean, he scored more points than Alvin Kamara did last week. So, um, And he got like a full workload, um, you know, almost like 20 touches. So I don't I don't hate that Patrick Laird take. Um, and then also as well, um, DeAndre Washington on the Raiders, um, it looks like he's probably going to be in line for another full workload against Jacksonville because um, the Raiders just signed another running back. Um, mm-hmm. They put uh, Foster Moreau on IR and they signed Rod Smith um, as a running back. So that definitely doesn't bode well for Josh Jacobs to come back. Um, mm-hmm. And DeAndre Washington saw, you know, heavy workload in both carries and in um, receptions last week. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think the signs are pointing to another DeAndre Washington week. So I do like the value and Jacksonville's defense is just terrible. I mean, they used to be the best in the league. You used to play them all the time, but they're just... They're just bad now, so uh, I do like the play of DeAndre Washington. Uh, I did not know about that uh, that take about Rod Smith. So, yeah, it looks unlikely for Josh Jacobs. I like DeAndre Washington too. But, yeah, Patrick Laird and Ronald Jones, it's going to be uh, that kind of week too, unfortunately. <laughs> All right, cool. So we'll move into um, moving into the receiver position. So, again, you know, a lot of injuries across the board with receivers, so we're seeing value open up with some of these lower-priced guys. So we'll start with the Buccaneers. So Mike Evans looks to be out. So how do you kind of see this playing out? Is it just, hey, wheels up, just going to play Chris Godwin as much as I can, just kind of fit him in against Detroit, who, like, can't cover – they really can't play any type of defense. Mm. Um, Or look at one of these uh, lower-priced receivers to fit in salary with Justin Watson or Brashad Perryman. Justin Watson had eight targets last week after Mike Evans left. Um, and Brashad Perryman has been pretty involved over the last couple of weeks anyway. Um, so I get, I mean, it seems like this game should be pretty high scoring between the Bucks and, and the Lions because neither team can really play defense. Um, so what are your thoughts on these receivers? I mean, what worries me about Brashad Perryman, so what I like to target is anywhere between like seven to ten uh, targets a game. And, and really, Brashad Perryman, yeah, he's seen an uptick in that. He's seen five targets and six targets, but... I mean, he's only got five receptions and three receptions. Yeah, he's more involved. He's going to be the clear number two. His price is a little higher than I want it to be at 6400 on FanDuel and forty five on DraftKings. But I, I think it's still Godwin season, you know? Um, I think it's it's going to be the play. Um, I think Devontae Adams could be sneaky after a down week. Uh, Chicago is another, in my opinion, overrated defense. So I think it's... Uh, it could be a, def- a, a bounce back for Devontae Adams as well. So, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm not buying into Perriman. I am buying in Godwin, though. All right. I can definitely agree on that. Perryman is just the – he's just like the – I mean, he's just like another Sammy Watkins basically kind of guy. Like, you know, the minute that you think that you can start him, it's like, oh, nope, sorry. You know, remember I was a first-round bust for a reason. So they mm-hmm. um, definitely agreed on um, getting away from Bashad Perryman. But I do like Justin Watson a little bit. Um, he's kind of a he kind of jumps off the page as like a spark score athlete, um, and he did have eight targets, so it seemed like he filled in um, pretty quickly after the the Mike Evans injury last week. Um, so other receivers, so again going to another kind of gross game, we got the Giants and the Dolphins. Um, 
more receiver injuries um, on the Dolphins side. So Devontae Parker went out with an injury. Albert Wilson went out with an injury. Both had concussions. Um, so Alan Hearns, Isaiah Ford both saw a lot of targets um, in last week's game. Any interest here for a cheap receiver with Ryan Fitzpatrick who just basically looks like he's going to be slinging it? Or are you just with going to stick with Patrick Laird? I mean, if I have Patrick Laird, I'm not going to do a Dolphins receiver, that's for sure. But right. uh, from a receiver standpoint, if Devontae Parker plays, which I don't know how likely it is, uh, you know, concussions are pretty finicky these days. Um, but I think uh, I, I will lock in Parker if he plays. So we'll, we'll be on the lookout for that. But I think I, I do have interest in Alan Hearns only if, if and only if Parker's out. Uh, I think I do lean more towards the Giants side, though, with Darius Slayton. He's just, he's just the real deal, in my opinion. He's he saw, as of four weeks ago, he saw fourteen targets, seven targets, nine targets, and eight targets, and he hit over a hundred yards in two of those, uh, with over five receptions in three of those four. I think the, you know, even though I thought Daniel Jones has liked him, uh, it seems like Eli Manning also favored him. So um, I think Slane's the the safer play. I know people are going to be going towards Golden Tate, but again, he's he's kind of been phased out a little bit. And Sterling Shepard's technically the number one, but he didn't look like the number one yesterday over Slain. So it, it does get a little dicey because there's a lot of mouths to feed in, in the Giants. Um, so I think you know it's it's tough, but I think I like what I see with Slain. Yeah, well, I think the thing with Slain is just he just very he's just different. You know, Shepard and Tate kind of seem like clones of each other. You know, we'll slot guys. And but it's clear and it's clear that Darius Slayton is the best outside receiver, and he gets targeted down the field. Like his average depth of target is like over 14 yards, whereas Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard are you know those low intermediate targets, and really you're only going to see big games from them if they get like 10 receptions. And I mean that's gonna you know basically you're gonna have to rely on Eli Manning throwing 10 catchable balls, which you know we all saw the Odell Beckham catch. He doesn't really throw that accurately, so. <laughs> At least we know Darius Slayton has that big play upside, which we saw um, him on Monday night use. So, yeah, I, love, I definitely like Darius Slayton. And, and Alan Hearns is someone that it looks like I'm possibly going to be streaming in one of my seasonal leagues as well where I'm pretty beat up and I just lost Calvin Ridley. So um, there's a chance I'm going to have to play some Alan Hearns. So that'll, that'll be fun. <laughs> um, yeah, so speaking of OBJ, so he has been – basically one of the biggest disappointments of, of the fantasy season. Really, not really many blow-up weeks. I mean, he just hasn't really found the end zone. Um, he's in a game, you know, it's the Arizona Cardinals against the Cleveland Browns. This is a game, the Cardinals have basically just been killed by everybody. Uh, you know, it's been a fantasy fix. You know, the Rams, after, you know, a lot of down weeks, they came and played the Cardinals, and then they lit them up. So, is this a good spot for Odell Beckham, or is it just, hey, you know, I'm going to use Landry, because I think he's just, you know, he's actually been good this year. Um, he's been the guy that Baker Mayfield's been using in the red zone um, with, you know, he's been the one catching the touchdowns. Um, so, what do you kind of see with this Arizona matchup, who has just basically bled fantasy points to opposing offenses? Yeah, no thanks. I'm I'm off of it. Um, I think I'm just going to stick to Landry. Uh, yeah, his price is up a little higher than I want it to be now, but... In his last seven games, he's seen over 10 targets in five of those seven. So no thanks on Odell. I'll let everybody else in the live final use him if they want him to and risk their ticket there. Uh, I'll stick to Landry personally. Um, the, the person that is interesting that I need to see if I, if I really want to risk playing him is Njoku. That's, 
that's really where it comes down to. Because when all else fails, you play the tight end against Arizona. Yeah, no, that, that it's it's been tried and true. To, you know, I think there's only been two weeks where it really hasn't worked. It was one against when they played the Bengals, and it was Tyler Eifert, and then last week um, with Vance McDonald, who actually ended up getting a concussion, so he didn't really even have a chance to do anything. But besides those two weeks, it's been a tried and true uh, method to mm. tight end success. Uh, and one thing I'll say about Njoku is, so he only ran, you know, last week, he definitely was in not fully integrated into the offense. He only ran nine routes. Um, mm. But on those nine routes, he had three targets. So when he was on the field and when he was like actually like running pass routes, like Mayfield was looking for him. So mm-hmm. that's one thing I would say, you know, for people that are concerned, it's like, hey, you know, I mean, pay attention to the reports this week is, you know, if we hear something that's, hey, like Njoku should see, you know, full workload or things like that. I think that's like a wheels up signs like, hey, like, you know, we already saw, you know, in limited work that Mayfield's already looking for him once he's on the field. And you go back to week one, like, you know, his only game really played, he actually had a really good game um with Baker Mayfield so I think Mayfield misses the tight end I think that I think Njoku is going to be a good play this week yeah yeah I I agree but only if I see a full workload so um other tight ends that interest me though is is Tyler Higby if if Everett's out I think him going against Dallas the tight end does um do, do well against the Dallas defense um you know with Foster Moreau out uh, Darren Waller could be more enticing as well. I mean, he sees the targets. He's kind of come back down to earth recently, but he's still seeing between five to ten targets a game. So he is a, he does have a safe floor for the most part. Um, I mean, other than that, I, I kind of don't want to spend up. Kittle is enticing uh, with the matchup against Atlanta, but yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Uh, it's it's pretty early in the week to say, um, but I do like um, I do like Higby the best if. Gerald Everett's out. Him and Ian Thomas, if Greg Olson's out, is pretty enticing. And then you got also our boy Njoku. David Njoku. Yeah, I think, I, th- I mean, I'm excited about Njoku. I think he's going to be able to get some stuff done this week. So that that's one of the guys I like. Um, and then you mentioned, like, Ian Thomas. You know, I don't know if Greg Olson is going to play. I mean, he's dealing with a concussion as well. And it's like, it kind of seems like, you know, do we really need to strive to get this guy back? But. Um, he's just another option. And then one other thing, too, to mention. So with Darren Waller, um, you know, this is – I think this could be a really big game for the Raiders in general. Um, Jacksonville has basically looked like they've kind of given up on defense. Like you mentioned before, like they were one of the best defenses they had. You know, Miles Garrett – or not Miles Garrett, uh, Miles Jack. Um, they had Jalen Ramsey, and, and all those guys are gone now. Like Miles Jack got put on IR. Ramsey got traded. Um they had another guy that just like retired at the beginning of the season. And this is the last game in Oakland um, before the team moves to Las Vegas. So I feel like the Raiders are going to be up um, and be ready to play. And I think Jacksonville is going to be like, Hey, like, can we go home? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I mm-hmm. like they're, they're going to the West coast. Like their, their season is over. Their coach is getting fired. Like I could see this being like a big game for the Raiders. And I think that, it could be like uh, a Raiders onslaught, um, and I know that you've been pretty good with your with your Derek Carr takes this year. If I if I correct me if I'm wrong, yeah, I, I have been, but I don't think I'm going to play. I, it's just I don't like what I've seen <laughs> the last three weeks from Derek Carr. Uh, he was a, he was a top play for me most of the season, and he went sneaky. But now I, I don't know if they figured him out or what. Um, I just I don't my my play lately the last four weeks has been Kyle Allen. And I still like Kyle Allen this week. I know he's 
not a very good quarterback, but he's been hanging overvalued the last three weeks. I'm going to keep playing it and saving that salary and going his route. So cool. Yeah. I like that. Uh, and the last thing too, you know, a, a later injury that popped up, um, here later on Tuesday afternoon was Marvin Jones was put on injured reserve, um, for the Detroit lions. So again, that should free up some more. So again, it's Detroit lions versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, that opens up, you know, potential for Kenny Galladay to see even more targets from <laughs> one Mr. David Blau and, you know, potentially Danny Amendola, who actually leads the team in targets um, 16 over the last two weeks with David Blau under center. Um, mm-hmm. So any kind of, you know, so Marvin Jones was a, is a big factor in that Lions passing game. So do you think that this really helps kind of make you want to play more Galladay? Um. I don't know. I just don't trust David Blau is my <laughs> is my thing. I don't blame um, you. <laughs> yeah, Galladay's priced almost at eight thousand on FanDuel. I I can't do that. I can't put my faith in in five hundred thousand dollars uh, <laughs> with with David Blau and Kenny Galladay. I do want to put some in Danny and Mandola though because I do like the sixteen targets. And I told you I'm all about you know you know seven to ten targets really as as my main. Uh, you know, receiver plays. And I think, uh, I think it just, given his cheap price at 5,400 on FanDuel, he's a good, good salary relief. So I'm hoping he can hit 10, which would be great at that price. But, uh, you know, right now, even with the 16 targets, he's only hit 4.7 fantasy FanDuel points and then 5.9 FanDuel points. So it's risky, but I think I might go that route. All right, I like the call on Amendola. Uh, I was looking at him before we got on here, and and one thing I noticed about so his 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 best games this year obviously came with you know with Stafford, but they all came in matchups where they were against really really bad you know graded pass defenses. So you know he had and he's had ninety five yards or more in three separate games. Um, one game was against the Vikings, who ranked twenty fifth worst, um, the Giants twenty seventh worst, and the Cardinals, who ranked thirty first. So, yeah. and now he gets the Buccaneers who ranked 32nd. So, I mean, the matchup's there and he, the target should be there. So it's just, we got to, you know, believe that Amendola can, uh, can put it together like he did, used to do in New England. <laughs> yeah. 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 But he's not in New England. He's got David Blau. <laughs> David Blau. Oh my God. Um, all right, Javi. Well, I'm going to let you go. Do you have any other, you know, you know, advice for the people for week 15, obviously it's an early week, but anything else that you want to share before we get off? Um, it's just, you know, monitor, monitor the news. A lot of this news is that might come down to the wire to see who we're going to play this week. Um, I think it's a, it's a week for cheap quarterback personally, just that, you know, first glance and, and talking with you today. Um, I mean, besides that, you know, let's, uh, let's win some money. I hope we the Win Daily team, either you know myself, Jason Mizrahi, or, or Tenacious D Jones, one of us comes with the 500K, and you know we make Win Daily proud. That's about it. Awesome. Well, guys, make sure well, again. Thanks for listening to the Win Daily Sports Podcast. Make sure you go check out the website. Go check out all the latest articles. You know, make sure you check out the Discord channel where we're kind of talking about all the plays. You know, whether it's you know the NBA slate or we're talking about NFL the upcoming week. We're talking about showdown. Um, and obviously, you're going to be hearing about the guys' experiences um, at the live contest in Puerto Rico. So, good luck to you guys. Good luck to you, Javi, and good luck to Win Daily. Thanks.